the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Betsy Isaacson from Newsweek. How are you, Betsy? I'm doing well, thanks. Great. Um, I got a pitch for one of your stories this week that I think is fascinating. And I think there's an investment angle as well as a social angle as well as a it's just good storytelling. The future of farming. Um, what put this topic into your head to start writing about? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, it was the super glamorous pie-in-the-sky stuff like vertical farming and aeroponics and pink houses. It's the stuff that I discussed some in my article. Um, But it's really, I I mean, it's really not the entire story, but it was, you know, pretty looking and cool sounding. And so I started looking up more of, okay, why would we ever need skyscrapers full of fruit? And that's how I started writing this farming story. And just to start, your article goes into a little bit of math. Seven billion people right now on the planet, 9.6 billion by the year 25. That's a massive increase. And you keep hearing statistics about how California provides so much of the food for the you know, United States, but also for China. And you're like, how are we going to accommodate this many people? It's a great question that you start off with. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're probably going to have to... Uh, upper food production by 70% by 2050. Um, some people say even more. Some people say we have, we're going to have to double it to get everyone sort of not just fed but out of malnutrition. Um, and we're already using 40% of the Earth's ice-free surface in farming, and that's a lot of surface. And we uh, and a lot of the rest of it is, you know, deserts or mountains or places that make no sense to farm. And a lot of the place that does that is left and does make sense to farm is stuff like the Amazon rainforest, which we may not want to chop down for, you know, reasons. We definitely need the rainforest to keep the oxygen flowing. Um, so what what are some of the solutions that you're looking at or what have we done historically to start addressing the issue and where do we go? look at is greenhouses. Right now, about half of Europe's fresh produce is produced by um, a load of greenhouses in a desert in southern Spain, the driest place in Europe. Um, They started putting greenhouses up there in the 1960s, growing produce there, uh, brought in a lot of money to this desert, which was previously really impoverished. They reinvested the money, they built more greenhouses. And now they're making billions of dollars off of providing Europe's fresh fruit. It turns out growing produce, fruits and vegetables in greenhouses is way more efficient than growing it on open fields. You don't have to worry as much about 
pests, about insects, about uh, weeds, about inclement weather, although you still have to worry about that a little bit. You, um, you can grow produce that's much prettier, that's more likely to sell in supermarkets. Right now, we get rid of a lot of our produce because it's really ugly, um, especially when it's grown in open fields. So um, greenhouses just have better profit margins as well as as well as better efficiency. And then we can, you know, people talk about stuff like vertical farms where you're basically stacking greenhouses atop each other in sort of a skyscraper full of fruit or vegetables. Um, but also we can do stuff, you know, not just looking at produce, we can do stuff like grow more efficient staples. Right now we grow mostly uh, rice, wheat, and corn, which are good staples and we like them and they're delicious and they provide an enormous number of calories for us. Um, but in fact, there are staples that are more efficient. We can grow more potatoes. We can grow more sweet potatoes. Um, and then something that I realized only partly through researching this article, um, but it ended up in there, we can find a way to either reduce our meat consumption or produce lab-grown meat because um, a huge amount of cropland is used to, to uh, grow feed for animals and the huge amount of arable land is used to feed animals. And um, if we could just take that out of the equation, it would free up an enormous amount of land. And there's already people working on making lab-grown meat. There's a guy in the Netherlands, there's a guy in Israel, and it sort of seems far off and kind of icky, but it's not that far off. And Maybe it's not ickier than chopping up a cow for me. I don't know, man. I'm with you on that. Um, it's fun. It's interesting because I tell friends who have like a three-year-old kid, I'm like, there's a chance your kid never gets a driver's license. And that's like 12, 13 years away. But I think the mm -hmm. conversation could go even further. There's a chance that, I'm not going to say their kids, but maybe the grandchildren don't ever eat, you know, cow um, it's not good for our planet. It takes up an enormous amount of water, enormous amount of land. It takes up, uh, you know, space. Obviously, that's worth a lot of value. But uh, the gases being produced are, are destroying the planet. So I don't think it's I don't think it's kind of that far out. And as you say, and I and as I I totally agree with you, um, yeah. it's not going to be soylent green, but we're going to be eating more processed, uh, healthier processed uh, foods in the future. Yeah, there's a guy in the Netherlands. Uh... Professor Mark Post, who's been making uh, artificial, I guess, ground beef. And uh, it used to be like $300,000 per patty. He's now gotten it down to $11 per patty, which is not quite commercial. But, you know, $11 is a lot better than $300,000. i am with you. Anything else that we need to know about what the, is inside the article, or should we just go grab it at Newsweek.com and, and start going through it? Uh, you should go grab it at Newsweek.com, or Newsweek is now back in print, so you can go grab it in the print edition. The old print um, edition. Yeah. I think the uh, the one other thing I would mention is, you know, we can get a lot of a lot of efficiency just from exporting, you know, modern, even pre-modern crop growing techniques to a lot of the rest of the world. I mean, a lot of the rest of the world is living off of subsistence farming and, you know, they don't even have stuff like crop rotation. Crop rotation is just planting different plants, um, alternating different 
alternating different plants in the same field so that the field never gets depleted of nitrogen and you don't have to leave it fallow. And you're looking at that and going, this is dead simple. And yet, you know, a lot of people don't know about this and there's no way they would know about this except, you know, that information just needs to be communicated. It's interesting because you're starting to see a lot of what you're talking about implemented. Like there's farms in Detroit, but even here in the Bay Area, when I drive by Facebook now, they've got kind of a, a park on top of the building. It's it's yeah, pretty darn cool. Farming. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of an alternative. And you know, some people will go like, ah, put solar panels on the roofs. That's better. Absolutely not a bad idea. But using the space that's out there, I think, and incorporate it into culture, I think it's it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I hope we get more farming in the cities for obvious efficiency reasons. And also because, like, yes, it is good to see your food grow. It is kind of cool looking. It also will teach you a lot. That's awesome. Also, it's, you know, super fresh and delicious. And that's great, too. Thanks very much. Anything else that you want to close in on? Uh, Nope. Uh, Pick up the article, either Newsweek.com or the print edition. It's kind of long, but it's pretty good. I think you do good work. Thanks very much. It's Betsy Isaacson. The article is called To Feed Humankind. We Need the Farms of the Future Today. It brings up a lot of good points. And as an investor, just looking at demographics, you can make a ton of money if you think the correct way. We need, obviously, water. And there's ETFs, exchange-traded funds tied towards water. There's exchange-traded funds tied towards uh, you know biotech companies. And some of these biotech companies are trying to solve the, the food problem. Uh, the simple mathematics, and you just do the number. There's 7 billion people on the planet right now. To sustain them all, we're using over 40% of the planet's total land mass for cornfields and almond orchards and cattle ranches and orange groves by the year 2050, which isn't that long away. You know, I'll still hopefully be walking the planet in 2050. Uh, 9.6 billion people. That's a lot more people. A lot more people. 30, 40% more growth on a regular basis um the demographics say that uh you can't grow you can't grow on mountains you can't grow in deserts and you know the trends are that we're turning the planet into a bigger desert on a regular basis so this is a pretty good article and she does a really nice job of going back into the 1960s and early 70s and uh studying you know the production of farmland and how it's changed and skyscrapers of, of fruit uh greenhouses makes sense to me Makes a lot more sense to me than throwing it down on a field. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You're also talking bug-free because it's a skyscraper, i.e. no pesticides. Sounds really good to me. So you get the idea. Article is uh, Betsy Isaacson at Newsweek. You can go to newsweek.com. You can pick up the print edition. Um, And, again, Betsy Isaacson, I always appreciate her coming on the show. She's got a tangible energy to her. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more better than expected earnings from Alphabet. I hate that. Can't Google just be called Google? Second great quarter in a row. They've got a new CFO who's really about showing uh, the company, opening the kimono, so to speak. Uh, Amazon.com, Microsoft, all great numbers. And then you just get the, the Christmas present that keeps on giving. You get the European Union yesterday basically saying we're going to be doing some stimulus Expect it by the end of the year. And uh, you got China overnight lowering the lending rate by 25 basis points, uh, thus adding more. And, and this is the problem with China. They've got a real estate problem that's going to crash. It's a matter of, of when, not if. And they're making it worse by lowering rates. But 
They're hoping to kick the can down the road just enough so that the world can pick up uh, pieces and the problems maybe for them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Take a break. We'll be right back. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.